Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast. Here's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 111. Jake, how's it going? You know, it's going well. I'm alive, so all we can ask for. Um, but yeah, it's going well over here in uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we took a little short break there. A little Thanksgiving break. Uh, I was retired for a little bit, but I've decided to come out of retirement back into the podcast game. Um, so yeah, let's get straight into it. Let's talk about let's talk about basketball, huh? Yeah. It's coming up soon. Uh, I think the first couple games are coming up um, July twenty second, right before Christmas starts. Um, I'm pretty sure that's when they start. You mean December? Did I not say December? What you said I say? July twenty second. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm dyslexic. Um, but yeah, December twenty second, right before Christmas time, uh, should be start great time. I'm pretty sure the Warriors are on the road for a little bit, and I think their home opener is uh, New Year's Day. I forget against who, mm. uh, but the opening night game, the first game of the season for the Warriors is going to be against the Brooklyn Nets uh, over in Brooklyn. So they're going to be playing up against uh, a former Warrior and Kevin Durant. What are your thoughts, Jake? Are you excited for that game? Yeah, that's going to be the that's the season opener, which I believe is, as you said, the 22nd. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that game. It's going to be cool to see Durant and Irving, although I'm not sure if Durant's – I don't know what's happening, if Durant's going to play or not, if he's fully healthy from his Achilles or what they're going to do. Um, I'm interested to watch Kevin Durant. Not interested in watching Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving's just – I don't like Kyrie Irving as a person. Or as a basketball player, to be honest, uh, and that's because he beat the Warriors in Game Seven, as we all know. So he can screw off for all I care. But I am excited to watch Durant and see how he reacts to his comeback from you know that torn Achilles tendon, which could be a you know it doesn't it's not always the same. But if he plays well, that'll give you hope that next year Clay Thompson will be back at the same will be back the same that he was. Um, so that'd be kind of cool to see Durant back against the Warriors. Um, I think this is their first time playing against each other since Game Seven of 2015, 2016, the Washington Conference Finals. Um, the Nets are going to be, I think, pretty good. But again, the biggest question mark for them is Kevin Durant and his injury, um, and how Kyrie Irving is going to mesh with the teammate. How Kyrie Irving and him are going to mesh together? Because I think it's going to be kind of clunky at the beginning. Because uh, as you remember, the Warriors' first game of Durant against, I think it was against the Spurs, they lost by like thirty points. Because um, they, you know, they weren't they were just trying to get used to each other how to play. Uh, this might take a little bit longer because Durant's coming off an injury, um, and I think Irving's coming off an injury as well, where he got off his knee yeah. surgery. Uh, he missed. He, I think he missed the bubble, and that's why. Yeah, he um, didn't play in the bubble. Yeah, he did not play in the bubble. But yeah, Durant. I think Durant's the only Warrior that's there. Yeah, they didn't trade anyone else for that signing trade for D'Angelo Russell, so um, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be kind of weird to see it, but I'm interested. Yeah, I'm definitely agree. I'm excited to watch Durant back on the court, one of the best players in the NBA, right? Going up against former teammates and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for that opening night. Um, again, obviously without Klay Thompson for the the start of the year, which really sucks, obviously. Um, but I, you know, I've been. Not saying, but I've been, you know, just thinking of what the lineup would look like. Um, obviously, Steph Curry at point guard. Um, Oubre at shooting guard. Jake, is that right? I believe so. And then what? Wiggins at the wing as a three, and then Draymond at the four, and then uh, Kevin Looney at the five. I'm pretty sure that's how it looks. 
Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I think Wiggins can play the two, and then Ubre at three. Obviously, um, it's something to look out for when the season approaches. Right, uh, training yeah. camp is soon. I'm pretty sure first preseason game is so, December 10th. Yeah, so you know, I'm pretty sure we play the Lakers like ten times. Yeah. Um. So. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I remember last year they played like the Lakers like five times in preseason. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like a mini really playoff stupid. series. Like, what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, so, but um, but yeah, like, like Jake was saying, I'm definitely excited to see. Hopefully, Kevin Durant plays this. Uh, hopefully, uh, sooner rather than later. Obviously, like he's coming off the injury. But yeah, um, well, I don't have anything else for Warriors. I do. I want to talk. About, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Back to your uh, starting lineup thing. Here's how I think it's going to work out. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Going out on a limb here, but a point guard, I think it's going to be Steph Curry. I think he's going to start there. Um, Absolutely. Shooting guard. I do think Kelly Oubre is going to start at shooting guard, but I have a question for you. What I if they questions. have Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre be a sixth man and have him be the instant offense off the bench when Curry's sitting down when he gets his rest in the first quarter? So who plays the two instead of him starting? It could be Curry. It could be Bazemore. could be you – know, they could have Wiggins there. They can put Draymond at the three, Looney at the four, and Wiseman at the five. Go a little bit bigger lineup. Um, but I do think you know what I totally forgot we had Weissman. <laughs> yeah, when you said Looney, I was like, when you said Looney, I was like, yeah, I understand what he's saying. Right now, he's gonna play probably the starter, but he's Wiseman's gonna, gonna be Wiseman's yes. gonna be because preseason Wiseman might ball out and like you know what you're gonna start. Um, because I, I I do think Wiseman would be better on the first team with Curry than if he was on the bench. Yeah. Um, you want him to start. Uh, right away. Obviously, we've already seen Looney how well he plays off the bench too. Yeah. Right. And he, he, we know what he's capable of if he needs to start, which I think at the start of the season, just depending on how much Wiseman does play in the preseason, like you said, he could ball out. Like you said, he can become another starter, right? Yeah. But um, I think the start of the season, I think we should see a lot more Looney than Wiseman and Wiseman coming off the second team because I'm pretty sure the rotation was last year. I think, what, Steph plays the whole entire first quarter, not only maybe a minute left, and then you know someone yeah. else picks it up in the second. So... Like you said, I mean the Wiseman Steph connection, hopefully is there. Yeah, well, it might take some time, right? Yeah, I do think though. When I said Looney, Draymond, and Wiseman, that kind of clogs the court a little bit. Um, So maybe Ubre does start, but it was just a question I had that could Ubre could Ubre be like I know they're different players, but could he be like a Lou Williams type off the bench, or do you have him play off the bench? That'd be interesting. Instant offense, yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, Because obviously. I mean, I, I, I think he does indeed start, obviously. Like, I, I've put my lineup out there, like how I would see it st- starting day one, right? Um, but don't hesitate for, you know, Steve Kerr to put the best guys out there and then with the second unit have, you know, anyone come off the bench. Yeah, maybe he might um, experiment in the pl- in the postseason, I mean, in the, in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. So, um, obviously, we've been, what, without Warriors basketball since... March for a really 10th, long time. Yeah, since March, since March, so for a really long time. So yeah, almost because obviously they weren't they were in the bubble. Uh, they scratched the um the eight team uh, people who weren't gonna go to the bubble yeah. in Chicago thing. The they dumbest that, thing so I've ever heard to, in my life. Thank God we didn't get to see that no. because I mean it was probably gonna be shit anyway. And Curry was not gonna play. Um, Draymond was not gonna play. It's gonna be like yeah, they were Michael play, Mulder. So it's gonna be like a bunch of scrubs. But um, yeah. Oh, we. Kai Bowman is not on the team anymore. Yep. Yeah, he's somewhere else. I like Kai, Kai Bowman a lot. He's a good defensive presence, but he will be off somewhere else. Um, 
They signed uh, Brad Wanamaker from the Boston Celtics. Yes, they did. Um, yes, they did. I'm really happy to have Kent Bazemore back. Yeah, I mean, Bazemore's, Bazemore might start if they have Uber come off the bench. So I think that might be kind of interesting to see. I think, I mean, I think when Bazemore left the Warriors, I think he started to become the player that he is now. So I think him coming off the bench is going to be that spark that you think Ubre can do. I think I think he does that 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 coming off the bench with the second unit. I think he sparks the offense through him, and then uh, you keep. I think he can. I, I mean, I, and you, I, he will spark. Like, the like I said, like I said before, like it's just depending on the rotation, yeah. right? So, like if Steph Curry comes out, and then you know we bring some uh, whoever comes in at point guard. I can't fucking remember who else comes in at point guard. Well, it was Kai Bowman, but I mean, yeah, Wanamaker or um, and then Nico Mannion. Nico Mannion. I was gonna say Sean Mannion, but no, it's Nico Mannion. Um, but he's on a two-way contract, so he might not be on the. Open yeah, he is on a two-way contract. Yeah, so still gotta figure out. There's still pieces to be filled. I mean, obviously that's why we still have preseason and stuff like that. So, I mean, Quinn Cook is still available. I'm pretty sure. You never know. Even though he can't knock down threes when we need him to, um, I love to have Quinn Cook back if he would like to come back, but. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. The only issue of getting Quinn Cook back is that they have the maximum amount of guaranteed rosters. So the only person you can really get rid of is Smiley Geach. But if you do yeah. that, there's a dead cap hit. And you basically yeah. just give up on a player one year if you say he's going to be pretty good. So maybe they can, if they can – because I know, I know um, Toscano and uh, Mulder on non-guaranteed deals – so maybe one of them might get cut before opening roster, then you can sign him to like a two way contract. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And go right. from there. But I'm just I'm get, it's fact I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interested to watch Warriors basketball again. Yeah, it is gonna be interesting, right? Um so yeah, we'll see. Contenders or not, I think it's gonna be fun to watch the guys. Yeah. Obviously, obviously James Wiseman being picked number one uh number two overall is gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Because I do believe but if yeah. Clay Thompson was healthy, they would have got Uber because they had that trade exception. If they had Clay Thompson. He'd be the sixth man off the Yeah, he'd be the sixth the man then. Yeah. I mean, they would have been, I think they would have been the second best team in the West. I just don't trust the yeah. Clippers. Um, Nuggets, I think, are a still, fraud still, team. Still don't, still don't trust. Yeah. Nuggets are kind of a fraud team. They really went off in really? the bubble. I, I, just, I just don't think Jamal Murray's going to shoot like, you know, prime fucking Michael Jordan times 50. He shot like 50, 50, and 95 in the bubble. He's not, I don't think he's going to do that in, throughout a whole entire season. And also, I think the bubble... I mean, you don't have to do it through an entire season. I also right? think the I mean, bubble, though... Short to do it. I just don't trust Denver. I Obviously, I think you're about to say, like, the bubble, right? It's just something that you've never seen before, and people are going to play a lot different when in that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Obviously, again, this is... The stadiums will be empty, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but they're traveling again, so, like, they're, they're not, like, sleeping and then going straight to a game. They're yeah. going to be, you know... Fly and stuff like that, so it'll be completely different, right? So because even Lillard yeah. said that he was like, "It's like it was yeah. totally different." It's gonna be different. Yeah, it's gonna be completely different. It's gonna be yeah. like a regular season. Like, like I mean, we're missing ten games, but with the traveling and everything like that, if you know, shit doesn't get shut down again. So yeah. But yeah, let's move on to some other NBA news. Some shit that kind of happened uh, over this past week. Uh, probably just the biggest thing I just want to talk about is so John Wall to the Rockets for Russell Westbrook. Mm. And a first, I think, for some team. And a first, and a first, yeah, LEL for uh, 2020, 2023, I think. First? Yeah, but it's like heavily protected, so it might be like a twenty twenty six, like two second round picks. 
so yeah, Jake, what are your thoughts on this trick? Um, it's basically the human embodiment of the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme uh, with John Wall and Russell Westbrook. They're kind of the same player. John Wall, they're on the downside of their career. They're not in their prime, really. Wall's coming off a couple of major injuries. They're not really the most efficient scorers of the, in the world. Not the greatest three-point shooters either. Um, they, they both make a ton of money for a lot more years. It's... I like John Wall when he was with the Wizards, but I just think he had that knee injury. Yeah, then he yeah. had tore his Achilles yeah. while rehabbing that knee injury. Um, then Ru- Russell Westbrook, I just, I just don't like Russell Westbrook as a player. He sucks. Um, he sucks. He's one of the. I think he's one of the most overrated players in NBA history. Everyone looks he at the. Sucks. Everyone looks at the triple doubles and it's like that's great. What has he won? Nothing. He hasn't won anything since Durant left. And he's gonna play Bradley Beal, which I do think Harden. Bradley, and, Bradley Beal is better. Than- I do think Harden and Wall will fit, kind of will fit better than Westbrook and Harden, but it's still going to be tough. They're both ball dominant. Westbrook, as we said, just uh, he's the worst three point shooter in NBA history. I'm not lying about that. He has the he has the worst field goal percentage from three, the amount of threes he's taken in his career in in, in NBA history. Um, he's like thirty percent, thirty point five percent, and he just hasn't really evolved from that. Hasn't really evolved into a better playmaker better decision maker and i just don't i just don't think the rockets are going to be very good uh, to be honest actually scratch that i don't think the rockets are going to be as good as they were a couple years ago this year um in the wizards i mean the wizards of the wizards they have bertons they have beal maybe westbrook can help uh he, he will help act he will help obviously but are they like now upper echelon Eastern Conference teams. No, I still think the Celtics, Heat, uh, Raptors, and um, Bucks are still ahead of them by far. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think, it's a, I don't think it's a bit ugly for the Wizards. Um, feels bad, especially for Bradley Beal. I thought he was going to get traded. Um, but yeah, we'll see with them too, right? Um, obviously Bradley Beal being a really good scorer, he should have been an all-star last year. He was not. Um, Russell Westbrook, the, sorry, I mean, driving to the basket, passing it, turning over, like you said, terrible three-point shooter. I mean, the guy is just pretty predictable on offense and defensively, he's not as, he's not as good either. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I totally agree with you. I, I love John Wall when he was with the Wizards. Uh, I thought he was a really explosive player, similar to, like you said, again, to Russell Westbrook in his play. Um, but will it be a better fit with James Harden? Probably not because of the way James Harden plays. He's just and John Wall was a better John Wall was a better point guard than Westbrook could ever dream of being when he was in his. Prime I agree. I think Westbrook. yeah. I think John Wall is a lot better player than Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. Obviously, he's a pure point guard. Know, people are looking at the stats, right? That's you know why he won an MVP. But I feel like John Wall has just. A better presence on the court as a point guard than what Russell Westbrook does, right? Yeah. So, um, are there any main news? I can't really think of any right now, unless you have um, something you want to talk about. No, not really. I mean, that's basically it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like we said, something might come up, up soon. I don't know. Sorry, what's up? Something might come up in like twenty minutes, but I don't yeah, know. you never know. Yeah, but yeah, season's coming up. Can't wait to watch the basketball. Should be fun to watch. Let's move on to some football, starting with the 49ers. Um, 49ers, who are 5-6 and six now, uh, still in the hunt. 
for a playoff spot, which is kind of crazy to be saying that uh, on 12-4-2020. Uh, playing the Bills on Monday night, the Bills are 8-3, and three, uh, leading the division in the AFC East. Um, let's talk about them first. The Bills beat the Chargers uh, last Sunday, uh, 27-17. Um, Josh Allen obviously was somewhat of an MVP caliber player this year. Um, somewhat kind of died down, right, Jake? I think you could totally agree. I mean, you were on the hype train of him being an MVP, but um, sometimes his play hasn't been, you know, as good a couple of weeks here and there. So it's kind of his, his play is kind of sporadic in a way. Um, yeah. But yeah, him offensively, uh, obviously they have, they acquired Stefan Diggs uh, as, uh, this past off season, who was a really good addition for the, uh, the bills. I feel like um, they're seventh in, 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 in passing. So that attests you know, the addition to Stephon Diggs. Obviously, they had John. They have John Brown, but I think he's injured. Uh, well, you know, speedy receiver Smokey Brown. You know, he's good. Um, obviously, it's called, uh, they have Cole Beasley, a good you know, possession receiver, third get third down guy you'd look for as Josh Allen. Uh, they have somewhat of a split backfield, which is you know, obviously coming to this season, people thought that was what it was going to be, but I was really leaning towards Devin Singletary being their only guy, but. It has seemed to me that Zach Moss has really started to uh, take over this backfield. Um, like I said, it's really surprising. Um, Dawson Knox, their tight end. Uh, another guy who can, you know, play pretty well. Um, why don't you talk about uh, Josh Allen's uh, stats as a player, Jake? Yep, so J- Josh Allen's stats um, on the season are he is um... – his 3,028 passing yards for 22 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. However, in his last 7 games, he's only had a passer rating over 100 once. That was against Seattle. He had 138.5. 3 touchdowns and interceptions, 415 yards. Um, he started the season at 12 touchdowns and 1 interception. But since then, he's 10-7. and 7, TD to INT ratio. Um, he fumbles the ball a lot. But he's made incredible strides this year as a quarterback. Um I mean, as we said, there was a time where I thought he was going to be MVP, and he played like an MVP. Uh, he's kind of died down now, as you said, but he's still dangerous. Um, yeah, running and passing, right? So, yeah, I mean, Robert Sala said sure he's like have... Cam Newton. Yeah, so there has been obviously some couple of games where I think pretty sure Josh Allen was the leading receiver. Uh, not leading receiver, excuse me, leading rusher for the team. Uh, obviously, he can. He's a threat, and he's another threat in the in the red zone as a runner. Um, so you got to you know keep an eye out for that. Obviously, um, he's not as speedy, but like you said, he's more equivalent to Cam Newton, um, who we shut down, obviously, against the Patriots, but obviously Cam, uh, Josh Allen being, obviously, more of a better player than Cam Newton this season. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, did you have anything else on Josh Allen, Jake? Or? Um, no, I was just trying to see what else, but, I mean, he's already had he's already eclipsed his touchdown – from touchdown passes from last year and his yards from last year as well. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, so the offensively for the Bills, so they're 11th in total offense. Like I said before, they're 7th in passing, uh, which is good. You know, Josh Allen coming out of college, uh, people didn't think he was going to be good his first year. He was overthrowing the hell out of his receivers. Obviously, they uh, Sean McDermott and uh, the coaching staff over there, you know, Specified to his needs, they got John Brown, who can actually you know run underneath the football. Stephon Diggs as well, who can catch the football well. 
Um, again, seventh in passing, twenty first in rushing though. Um, like I said, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary not having a better year than he did his rookie year. Um, Zach Moss getting much more of the carries, but is he really seeing a big factor there? Probably not on the uh, rushing side. And they're eighth in receiving. Um, probably going to be taking a big hit because it's just Stephon Diggs right now. No John Brown, um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, defensively, for the Bills, they have one of the Edmonds brothers. I forget who it is. Tremaine. Is Tremaine? Tremaine. Okay. I'm one of the Niners drafts in that one year. Mm-hmm. Tremaine, he's only like 20 years old. Um, you got Tremaine drafted when he was 20, I think. Yeah, uh, I thought he got drafted when he was 19. It might have been. He was he was young. I'm pretty sure we were t- we talked about this before, but I'm he's of age now, so it is what it is. I mean, he's in the NFL. Good, good props to him. Um, Jadavius White, obviously a big threat on the outside as a corner, uh, but you know the offense will do its thing. Uh, they are defensively, they're 21st in total defense. Not that good. Uh, obviously, in the middle of the pack, they're still a playoff team, so they know what they're doing. Sean McDermott being a defensive head coach. Um, but yeah, 18th against the pass, uh, 25th against the run, and then 17th against receiving. They're plus one in the turnover differential. What's the difference between against, else what's the difference between against the pass and against receiving? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. ESPN had a tab for both, so I put both down. Maybe it's for against wide receivers. Probably probably because it's receiving. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on to the 49ers. Um, the 49ers played, again, last Sunday and beat the shit out of the Rams. Not really, so, but it was a really close game uh, in which uh, you probably did not expect the, the 49ers to win. Nope. Um, obviously, they won the first time. Uh, I was not expecting much. But the Rams did lose LEL. Uh, on a last-second field goal by Robbie Gold, making it 23-20, 49ers. Um, Rams suck. Yeah, keeping us, keeping us in the race. Yeah, so we've swept the Rams, what, two years in a row now? LOL, 0-4 mm-hmm. in the last four years. Who is Aaron Donald? Uh, Debo Samuel is better than you. Because, I mean, fuck Aaron Donald. Who, 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 who's Debo Samuel? Yeah, fuck you. Um. Hmm. Yeah, so I think one thing, uh, if barring any setbacks, uh, Debo Samuel did not practice today, but it's only pre- precaution. He should still he's on track to still play on mon- uh, on Monday, um, but I think for the first time in forever, it will be Ayuk, Debo, and Raheem, and also including Jeff Wilson Jr. all on the same field come Monday night. Oh, Wilson's back. Oh, yeah, he's he also back. back. Yeah, he so was he was uh, he was not back last week, but he should be back this week. No, he was. It was uh, Coleman who wasn't back last that. week. Yes, Coleman was not back, but obviously fuck Tevin Coleman. I got him confused for uh, a second because they they're basically the same running back. Yeah, but Jeff Wilson Jr. is just better. Yeah, we no, both no. agree on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, should obviously Nick Mullins still being the starter? Um. Some things to talk about. Does Jimmy G come back this year? I'm pretty sure what they said. Uh, this is the fifth week, right? His injury was four to six. Right? Is that right, Jake? Yeah, the high ankle sprain was four to six. So this is the fifth week. Um, he's not playing. Obviously, does he come back this season? Um, I do think he only comes back this season if 
they're they're like they're in a fight for a playoff spot. Like if they have a game to win for a playoff berth, depending on Mullins plays, I think they start him. But that's only if they're in it, and if he's if they're not in it, then he's not going to play. I don't think. Same with Kittle. Yeah. So this is what it is the next three weeks, including Monday night. It's the Bills, it's the football team, and it's the Cowboys. I mean, so they win this week. I mean, they win this. They week, win this week. They're going to be eight and six. If they win this week, they will be eight and six. Yeah, I don't want to talk. And again, Jake was alluding to Kittle, right? Possibly coming back. Yeah, but if they lose this game, I don't, don't want to hear talk about- playoffs. I don't want to hear about the playoffs if they lose this game. If they win this game, they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> if they win this game, they're they're making the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if they do win this game, it'd be insane. But yeah, um, they are favored. We'll see how that goes. They are favored in this game. Yeah, Jake is right. They are favored. They Somehow. were, I think, the start were the underdog. They were uh, plus three. Uh, underdogs, they, it has now turned to minus one. Yeah, maybe Josh Allen's not going to play. Oh, we totally forgot to mention this. They are also now playing in Arizona. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did forget about that. Uh, they are now the Arizona 49ers, for those who don't know. So in Santa Clara, they have closed everything down. Uh, Which, so to right me, after the game in L.A., they, they really had to get there before the closure and were on their way to Arizona. Um, which really sucks. They kind of, you know, really just left their family here. I mean, they're going to be playing in Arizona the rest of the year. I'm pretty sure that's what they've said. Well, so, it's for three weeks, but it's probably going to be the rest of the year, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it will be the rest of the year. I mean, everything's there. I which mean, they're is, staying there. If it's an away game, obviously, yeah. they're going to still be in Arizona, so it doesn't matter. They're going to be there the rest of the year. So, Which, to me, is crazy that they got kicked out because I think they're probably they're probably the safest company in the Bay Area, they get tested every day. They they can't go out. They get, as I said, they get tested every day. Like it, to me, it was just a weird. I mean, this. I mean, it was just a weird decision to kick them out, because it's not like they're they're like a private. Well, they're publicly, but they're pri- they're privately owned. They get, as I said, they get. To, I'm gonna say it again. They get tested every day. And they're saying like that they're like the biggest danger to Santa Clara County. Like how that doesn't make sense to me. It's one of those. I don't want to get political, but California's just been really weird this year. With, I mean, it's just the. I think it's just been it's just weird how they're getting kicked out for being unsafe. Then Santa Clara City Council blasts Cal Shanahan for thinking he's not thinking about his players. Which to me was kind of a typical political move to look, try to look good for voters, um, but you know it's just been it's just it's just it's just been a weird situation throughout California. Yeah, sucks that we'll be there for another uh, thirty year lease, which kind of sucks because uh, if I, I was playing Santa Clara, if I was Shanahan and I heard that city council dickhead said about me, I would go off. Like who are you to tell Look me? Look at Kyle Shanahan. Like who are you to tell me I'm not caring about my players? Like are you, are you good? How much you want to bet this guy's like you can't do this, you can't do that? Then a couple weeks later they videotape him like at a restaurant with like 80 people. Well, like, I mean, I, we, all make mis- with, uh, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. people. Gavin Newsom. Seen with many people. You can't do this. So, you can't do exactly. that. But I can. Huh? Yeah, it's bullfuck, right? Exactly. It's definitely bullfuck. 
that government officials um, can adhere by their own fucking rules that they try to tell yeah. us what to do. Business owners are getting shafted. Meanwhile, snake oil, so is, snake oil salesman Gavin Newsom is like, well, <laughs> I don't have to tell you. Yeah. Well, let's get back to football, though. Um, let's talk about the offense. Uh, some statistical stuff. Uh, they're 14th in total offense, which is oh wow. Uh, when I looked at that, I can't believe that was realistic. They're 14th, 14th in total offense. Um, but yeah, they're 14th in total offense. They're 12th in passing. Obviously, um, it's been a long, wild ride without Jimmy and with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard all playing in this one season. 16th in rushing. Uh, I mean, if Raheem Mostert wasn't hurt the entire year, you know, if it wasn't Jack McKinnon, if, you know, it wasn't Jeff Wilson Jr., Tevin Coleman all being hurt. I mean, obviously, all these numbers would be up, but it is what it is. Yeah, Kittle was uh, 13th hurt. receiving. Uh, 13th receiving. Majority being in the hands of a rookie wide receiver for most of the year, right? Debo Samuel only playing five games. Um, he's played five? Wow. He's only played five games? Feels like he's played like two. <laughs> it does feel like he has only played two. Yeah, I definitely, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, obviously, one of the biggest surprises is the defense. Right is the fucking defense. Um, they're sixth in total offense. Total defense. Yes, God, I'm dyslexic again. In total defense, that's one without one of the best players on the team in Nick Bosa. That's one without Richard Sherman, who's been out since week two. He did come back last week. Um, again, Tart being gone the rest of most of the season. Ward missed a couple uh, games. Ward missing a couple of games. Come on. Uh, Drake Greenlaw missing a game. Quan Alexander being just shipped and then getting shipped out. Then becoming like the um, greatest tackle. Becoming one of the best linebackers in the league somehow. He's been really good then, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and then, um, you know, Solomon Thomas, obviously, you know, not being up to number three pick, but, I mean, the depth just being gone. Right? No D. Just Ford. The depth just being gone. No D. Ford. He's probably not going to play another down in the NFL. Ansa. He's here for a game. Yeah, Ziggy, after one game, tearing both his biceps. Um, Ronald Blair still not being able to come back. Yeah, he's out I for mean, the season too. Yeah, he's out for the season. Which fucking suck. I love Ronald Blair. He's a great player. Yeah, he might again be the depth, the depth, the depth. Right, we sent him to a one year deal. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you know. It sucks, but again, the, this goes to how well coached the defense is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Sala being a great defensive coach. I mean, people going for his head. Um, when the Miami game happened, but I mean, if you look past that, I mean, the defense, the defense has played yeah. really, really well. If you just get rid of that right. whole entire Miami game, if you get rid of the whole entire Miami game, the defense has played really, really well. Obviously, right? But the offense is just the one that's lacking. But aside from that, the defense has played really well. Um, fourth against the pass. That's even without Richard Sherman being out since week two. Jason Brett playing at a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl level. Jimmy Ward being one of the best safeties in the league. Um, tenth against the run. He did know. play. Never mind. Well, no, yeah, he did play strong safety last game. Yeah, so what it's been, it's been Trevius Moore playing free safety and Jimmy Ward, who's we know that he can play all positions, right? He can play. He's played corner. He he can play. He can play at the nickel position. He can play strong safety, which he's done. Um, one of being. Being one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league, I'm just gonna fucking go ahead and say it. I mean, he's one of the better safeties in the league. He forced two fumbles against the Rams. I mean, like, what more can you ask, right? Um, and then second against receiving. So I mean, 
The defense is there. The defense is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense is what's lacking here. But the defense, again, the praise to the defense. Uh, Robert Sala will be a head coach next year. Yeah. Which might mean maybe Demeco, D'Amico. D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's. I, I like it. Keep. I, I'm. Or it could be the. Um, Robert Quinn. No. Say Robert Quinn. The ex. Um, Robert Robert Quinn. He's he's a linebacker. Dan Quinn. What's his name? Oh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. I think Robin Robin Quinn's a. Uh, I bet. I know it was Quinn. I just can't remember. Robert Quinn was pretty good back in the day. Then he got injured. But absolutely could, could be Dan Quinn because he did run the same system in with Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle, obviously, and then in Atlanta. Um. But yeah, no, I I was about to say that I like keeping. I like promoting within. I feel like that's a really better, um, obviously giving the people who've been in the system, who know the system and know that it's working, promote one of our guys with that. So, I mean, like you said, D'Amico Ryans, I mean, I why mean, not? If Sala gets hired, he might bring Ryans as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's what that would suck. So, and he but, might bring McDaniel or Lafleur Lafleur to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Peters might become a GM. Hopefully this is what the Niners do, is that they promote John Lynch, this imaginary title called President of Football Operations. Then they have Adam Peters now promoted the GM. You know, it would be no different at all. I love when people, I, lo- I love when teams do that. He's been promoted to direct director of football personnel. Pro football personnel um, director. But yeah, um, another another stat. Obviously, uh, they're minus four. They're minus four in turnover differential again with all the interception and offense, but. But yeah, um, yeah, 49ers uh, versus the Bills. We'll talk about our pick in a couple minutes here. But yeah, anything else to add about the game, Jake? Um, no, not really. Hopefully, no injuries and in IU plays. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? That's what I said when I heard Gavin Newsom. Are you kidding me? Vote him out. Anyways, we're not political, but vote him out. But yeah, now we're back to a segment that you know, we like doing. You guys, well, I don't know if you like doing it. I don't ask people if they like doing it because it's my it's my podcast, so they can suck my head. But anyways, it's time. NFL week 13, 14, what is it? 13? 5 and 6. They played 11 games. They had a bye. Week 13. Yeah, week 13 NFL season. We do know the year, though. 2020. 2020 has been kind of weird. Wouldn't you say, James? Absolutely. Speaking of weird, here's the record update. James, 49-24, has a four-game lead. 49. Yes. Yeah. Four game lead over me. I'm 45 and 28. I had, I've been picking it up though recently until last week or the week before that, wherever the last time we did it. But we have some picks for you this week. We have a, we have a good amount of games this week too because there's two Monday Night Football games. No Thursday Night Football game. Um, but first, it's the lock of the week. And James, what is your lock of the week? 
my luck of this week. Kind of a no-brainer here. I'm taking the Seahawks over the Gigantes. Mm, that's because Daniel Jones, mm, I don't think he's playing this week, right? He is not. Also, former 49er backup quarterback legend, Colt McCoy, will be starting for him. I think he was here when they went to the championship game. He was Kaepernick's backup. The year before. He was the year before. He was there the year before. He was oh. there when it was uh, Jer- uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Brian Hoyer, huh? But yeah, that's his lock of the week. Here's my lock of the week. I'm going out of live here as well. My favorite team, other than the Niners. The Miami Dolphins over the Joe Burrow-less Cincinnati. Bengals. Moving on. Upset of the week. James. What's your upset? My upset this week will be I don't know how, but the Arizona Cardinals over the LA Rams. Mm, hopefully the Rams actually win that game so the Cardinals go to 6-6. Six and six, Niners win. They're in this they're tied for the last playoff spot. I hope I'm wrong. And there's a uh, ad in this music that I'm playing, even though I made sure there was no ads when I started the damn video. But here we go. My episode of the week. Now, this might be an interesting pick. However, Detroit is playing Chicago. Detroit just fired their GM and head coach. And for some reason, when that happens, teams decide to win games. So I'm going with Detroit Lions and future 49er quarterback Matt Stafford to beat the fraudulent, crappy, awful, horrific Chicago Bears. Bold move. Moving on now. Raiders versus Jets. Almost, this is this is an interesting game. Raiders got demolished by the Falcons by like 40. The Jets are one of the worst teams in NFL history. James, what's your pick? I'm taking the Raiders. Ah, I'm taking the Raiders as well. Although, almost picked the Jets because the Raiders are frauds. And they're untrustworthy and they're not that good. No, they're, they're all right. They're just not great. Moving on now. Game of the week. This is a new game. I mean, a new addition to the pick segment. Game of the week. For this week's game of the week, I picked the Browns versus Titans game. And James agreed. So, James, who do you have winning this game between the battle of eight and three teams and the third best team? In the, and actually, this is a battle for the second best team in the AFC. James, what's your pick? I'm taking the Derrick Henry Titans. Also, Derrick Henry has 1,300 rushing yards in 12 games. He's pretty good. He is pretty good. And future Niner, thoughts? Anyways. Winner of this game will be the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs because the Steelers are frauds. But besides that, we'll get in the Steelers later, though. I have Ryan Tannehill beating. What's his name? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield in this battle of quarterbacks. So I have the Titans win this game and go in the 9 3, being the second best team in the AFC. Moving on. Sunday Night Football. Denver versus Kansas City. Not sure if Denver has a quarterback. We'll get into that later. 
But the Saints, the Saints, the Chiefs are ten and eleven, are ten and one on the season. Denver is not that good. Um, but could we pick an upset here, James? What's your pick? Yeah, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs in this game, no matter fucking what. Yep, I'm taking the Chiefs as well. No upset. Just want to do that for suspense because the Denver Broncos are almost called them the Nuggets there. Uh, they're bad. Um, Broncos aren't good. Moving on. Monday Night Football. We have two football games. The most unfeared 11-0 team in NFL history versus, I think they're in second place, the second place Washington football team, which now the team name, their team name, football team, is kind of sticking with me. I, I kind of like it. I like their uniforms. I like the team name. Their logo is pretty cool. They're well coached. Love Alex Smith. Yeah, like guy. Oh, he's all right. Anyways, never forget him. <laughs> Anyways, Steelers versus football team in the first Monday night game. This game is supposed to be on Thursday, but it got pushed back because you know COVID. Um, Steelers versus football team. James, what's your pick? I'll be taking the Steelers, obviously. Hmm. That's a good pick right there. Um, I'm taking Steelers as well. Moving on. Niners versus Bills. We've only picked against the Niners once in all the th- years we've been doing this episode, these podcasts and pick predictions. I was like, when the Rams picked the Rams to beat the Niners, and the Niners actually won that game. So now, Niners versus Bills. James, what's your pick? Taking the fucking Niners. Yep, taking the Niners as well. So yeah, that is your week. Whatever week this is, your week picks. Um, Thirteen. Yep, we have what seven games we picked. Yeah, seven. We have seven games picked. Correct. Seven games we picked there. So that's our picks for that. Um, now we're going to a segment that we've we've done variations of this segment, but this is the first installment of the new title of the WTF. Stat of the week. Let me get the music. Yes, the what the stat of the week. This is where we go from last week's football action and look at stats that make us go say and that make us say, "What the fuck happened there?" Well, here it is. Broncos played the um, Saints last week. Right. Yes, they played the Saints last week. We have some stats from that game. Now, this these are some pretty amazing stats here. The Broncos became the first team and. Became the first team since 1998, the Chargers, to throw more, to have more interceptions than actual completions to their own team. Two interceptions, one completion. In the Chargers that game, Ryan Leaf started the game for San Diego. Now, next stat. The Broncos quarterback, who was a wide receiver, hadn't played quarterback since college in about three years, had no prior, like, practice experience. There was the one video of him. There was the one video of him in training camp throwing balls back to the assistant coach. So people thought maybe he could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's not. 
Poor guy, I feel bad for him. However, he went one for nine with 13 yards passing and two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs, against the Bucks last week, threw for 359 yards passing. Not for the whole game, in the first half. Then, next stat. There's 25 total passing yards at the half. For both teams. Taysom Hill, not good. The Broncos and Saints combined for 91 gross passing yards, and it was gross throughout the whole game. That's the fewest in a game since week 14 in 1982 between the Dolphins and Patriots, which had 89 gross passing yards. Offensive football and quarterback play got brought back to the 1920s in this last game. And hopefully, the Broncos can bounce back, even though other quarterbacks may still have COVID and may not be able to play, but we shall see that. And that is the first installment in a while of the What the F*** Stat of the Week. That's your segment. Yeah, so that game was a pretty bad, huh? Yes, it was terrible. Poor Hinton, huh? Yeah, poor that's Hinton. a bummer, man. I mean, what can what can you do? What can you what can he do? I feel bad. Well, yeah. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening to the BA Podcast. Your host James with Jake, episode one eleven. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Also on Twitter at the BA underscore podcast one. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on the podcast app and also follow us on the podcast app and like us on Facebook. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. We've got 50 times to gain the systems. We get a top to, so we gain the system of trickling from the industry for the past almost three years now. We got top to podcast worldwide. We will take top to podcast sports for recreation, but as you know, we shoot for the stars here at the Bay of Podcast. So get us in the top to podcast worldwide. If you do that, We'll give you a high five after today's episode. James? Welcome to Verdonsk. Verdonsk. Cold War sucks, by the way. Awful game. Terrible. Ah! Should not have done it. Should have fucking postponed it. Like they did season one. Go Niners. Bye.